Welcome to this week's episode of The Muse Report. Thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I have with me someone who is definitely making a difference in their community and changing the lives of children one film at a time. My guest this week is Ms. Vanya Pettigrew, an author and CEO of Root Branch Productions and Root Branch Film Academy. Uh, she's an award-winning filmmaker, scriptwriter, TV show producer. Uh, she does it all. Uh, she is currently working in the inner city of Baltimore, Maryland, and she's helping children learn how to be filmmakers at a very young age. It's so awesome how young these children are starting and learning how to make films on their own. And she's beginning them to learn how to speak for themselves, speak their own truths through creating content which is something i am very large on as well so i'm super excited to have her on this show also as i say before thank you for subscribing thank you for commenting uh rating talk to me on social um, mostly on instagram if you don't follow me on instagram you can follow me at muse.mentality on instagram that's where i'm most active you could dm me and uh, give me feedback on the show ask for certain guests uh, whatever you want to do so that we can stay in contact because i like to stay in contact with my listeners guys we're all a part of this together every time i do an episode i'm learning something too just like you are so thank you for staying active on those keep commenting rating and subscribing so without th- further ado we're going to get right into this episode with miss vanya pettigrew here we go Okay, do you mind me asking, what was the origin of your name? It's very beautiful. I Thank you. Um, it's really funny that you say that because I, my entire life, I've always gotten that. I mean, I don't care if someone's just calling me to telemarket or collect a <laughs> bill. When I say my name, they totally go off script and are like, your name is so beautiful. Um, there is a story behind the name. I think it's kind of a funny story. Um, I was born in 1976. I've already just put my age out there. But the reason I'm telling you this is um, in 76, the concept of the ultrasound was very new still. And so um, my mother was told that she was having a boy. And so she had in mind a prepared uh, boy's name. um, Those ultrasounds weren't very... (laughs) Right. So she (laughs) was going to name the baby Chad. Um, my father's name is Clarence. My brother's name is Charles, and the next baby was to be Chad. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, when she was in the hospital, um, her roommate was told that she was going to have a girl, and so they had the opposite, and so they swapped names. And so, there's oh, a boy wow. or a young man now somewhere born uh, named Chad. Named Chad. <laughs> and so, I took on the name that she was going to name her daughter, which was Vanya Sabrina. Okay. Wow. Where did she come up with that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I've been told that the name is both French and German. Um, In French, it's a female's name, and in German, it's a male's name. Wow. Okay. 
I just want to know. That's people ask me about my name sometimes too. Where did Cleavon come from? Right, so I, right. You know, I tell them it's a story, but it's my dad named me, and it's after our actors. So, oh wow, very yeah. nice. But um, you are the CEO and founder of Root Branch Film Academy and Root Branch Productions. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was looking at what you were doing, you know, I have to study all my people that I interview and everything. I was looking at uh, the documentaries and everything oh. on YouTube and the website and mm -hmm. all that. And um, one thing that really just stuck out to me was what you were doing with the youth in, in, in Baltimore. Okay. And um, I mean, I have my family's from Baltimore. I was born in Baltimore. Um, and just it just really stuck out with me with what you were doing was more than just you know a business it's more mm -hmm. of a mission that you have absolutely so um i just want to know what made you start doing it because you know that's not something that everyone wants to go do and it's a part of service as well so sure so my entire career has been in television and film i didn't start out that way i originally wanted to be a speech writer mm. and so i was a student at the university of maryland college park studied speech communications. Um, I'll never forget, we had a guest speaker come to our uh, public speaking class, um, our speech writing class, and they sat on a political round table for the White House, and they talked about working at the White House and being a speech writer, and I was like, oh my God, this is totally what I wanna do. And so um, my professor at the time, um, he helped me with the application, I applied, and I became a White House intern wow, um, okay. in the speech writing department. So I interned in the White House in 1999 under President Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. um, I worked on the 1999 State of the Union Address. And so um, school was, uh, I was a senior, so school was finishing up, and I bypassed a flyer on one of the bulletin boards in the hallway for another internship for a television show and i was like oh that sounds interesting too <laughs> so i took a look into it and i applied and i got that internship as well wow. and so um it was a television show produced out of dc called america's black forum and so some folks that are aged around me or older they i'm sure are very familiar with uh this uh news this uh talk show program it was kind of political news like format and I mean, some of the great, um, great African-Americans in media were a part of this show. Um, it was a political, uh, like round table with mm -hmm. um, panel uh, commentators. And they included, rest in peace, uh, Julian Bond, who's major civil rights activist. I mean, friends walked with Dr. King, Andrew wow. Young, Jesse Jackson, like all of these guys. Um, Juan Williams, um, Juan Williams also, uh, was one of the contributing uh, writers and producers on um, Eyes on the Prize, that documentary we all had to watch Civil Rights when we were in school, mm -hmm. um, the one with the people getting hosed, that mm -hmm. Eyes on the Prize. Mm -hmm. He's a part of that. Um, Armstrong Williams, um, Deb Mathis, James Brown, um, JB, the, the football sports commentator. So it's like I was a youngster, like Around learning all, under, all of this, yeah. like media heavyweights and having the White House um, in my, you know, my toolkit. So um, I really got my start out in that whole DC Capitol Hill kind of area. But and at that moment from working on that show, I loved it so much that although all of my uh, academic training was in speech writing, I took what I learned and learned how to write scripts. Because um, as a writer, I feel like 
you can write anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just learning technique and style. So you can write poetry, you can write books, you can write stories, um, scripts, uh, speeches. It doesn't matter. You know how to write. Right. And so I took what I uh, knew about writing speeches and I learned how to write scripts. And so my entire professional career after that has always been in television and film. So. Um, I've worked for small production houses, independent production companies in Philadelphia, um, DC, the DC metropolitan area, and then I began working at the Discovery Channel in Silver Spring, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was in, at Discovery for about six or seven years or so. And while I was at Discovery, that's when I started Branch um, Productions. And because when I got to Discovery, I discovered that most of the production isn't actually done at, at, right, the, right. at Discovery is done by production companies that they have relationships oh, with really? that produce. Because think about the shows that you watch. First of all, Discovery is like the largest cable um, network. There were at the time when I was there, like 101 networks. So wow. everything's under Discovery from Discovery, Animal Planet, right. ID, mm-hmm. um, OWN, mm-hmm. um, Oprah Winfrey's own is under the Discovery umbrella. And all of these um, networks are all under Discovery. I didn't even so. know that Discovery was that Oh, yeah. And then there's like the Discovery BBC. So all the European uh, versions of all of those same channels. So like I said, Animal Planet, TLC, like all those, Kate, John and Kate, all of those Mm -hmm. are all Discovery um, programming, American Chopper, whatever. So in order to produce that much content, clearly is production companies all over the world that is producing content. Um, And then they, you know, send it back to the network for airing and that sort of thing. So I kind of learned that once I got there. And I was like, well, I don't really need to work here. I need to start a production company so I could create original programming to, you know, um, be aired by networks like a Discovery. And so that's what inspired me to um, start my own company. And while I was doing that, um, some personal stuff happened that led me to, um, my my mother became really, really ill back in Philadelphia. And so um, I made the decision to leave the company, to leave Discovery and return to Philadelphia to take care of my sick mother. And so in doing that, I said, well, I, I have Root Branch, so let me really put everything, everything all in and go, and go and do it, yeah. yeah. So I started um, picking up clients in Philly and um, I was producing videos for like hospitals and schools and organizations, whatever. So I was doing this project for a school and the principal of the school, she just kind of pulled me to the side and took note and said, you do really well with children. Like, do you have children? Um, do you teach? And I was like, no, and no. Mm-hmm. And um, she offered me an opportunity, a contract opportunity to come and do a, like a production media class for middle yeah. schoolers. And that was my first time actually teaching it to children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I happened to be, I'm from Philly, so it was really nice to be doing something like this in my community, you know, with children that were me once upon a time, you know, right. and so, um, I learned really quickly how to, you know, create a lesson because I remember I had all this stuff prepared and it took me maybe 20 minutes to teach it. And so it was like I had the rest of this 25 minute window with nothing to do. And so um, I've, you know, since have learned how to, you know, create a lesson plan and, you know, develop uh, programming. And it went really, really well And that same principle. Um, she was so instrumental in teaching me the ropes of how school work, how that whole industry works. Mm-hmm. Um, and she invited me back um, for three years in a row. So even though I lived back here in Maryland at some point, um, 
I still returned to Philadelphia to um, keep up with that particular program. But that was the beginning of creating the model. And so I took what I did there in Philadelphia, pitched it and introduced it to Baltimore City Public School. They loved it. We became a vendor with Baltimore City Public School. And now our program is offered in school in Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Prince George's County, the Archdiocese of Baltimore, Montgomery County. Like We partner with so many schools and organizations following our film academy model. Is the school year round? Um, as far as the film academy? Yes. So um, we are either offering programming during the school day as like their enrichment. So instead of, or their elective, instead of a student taking, say, gym or art or music, they would take filmmaking with one of my instructors. Oh, uh, okay. Or okay. we offer programming as an after school program. Um, we offer weekend um, and um, holiday breaks. So we do programming. Um, some winter breaks, some, you know, spring breaks. And now, right now, we're on summer camp mode. So um, we're in the thick of summer, and we're currently running nine summer camps right now. Mm. Do you mind? I'm about, you mind if I close the door? It's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Okay, that's what I had to do. <laughs> um, you kind of answered my other question, though. I was going to ask because um, you were doing lots of things in the Washington metropolitan area. University of Maryland, and then mm-hmm. coming to um, do your thing uh, at Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. and then going from there to uh, the TV program was also based out of D.C., right? Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask, well, how did you get to Baltimore? Are you from Baltimore? Like, the, But you say you're from Philly, mm-hmm. um, which is also an interesting dynamic coming from because the cultures, even though they're both so close, they're mm. completely different. Very different, <laughs> but very alike. When I'm in Baltimore, I definitely feel like I'm in, at home. Mm-hmm. But um, so what brought me to Baltimore, I was, um, again, I started to come out of Slate Discovery. So I was living in Prince George's County in that like rural area. Mm-hmm. And um, I came across a program. The program doesn't exist anymore, but it's called Web Women Entrepreneurs of Baltimore. And um, basically, to apply to be in the program, you, you pitch your business idea to them. And okay. if they pick you and they, they like it, they invest in you to um, take you through like this 11-week course, and then you uh, come out of it with a business plan wow. and startup funding and all this kind of thing. Cool. So I did that. Um, they really found my concept of starting a production company really interesting and unique, even though I wasn't a resident of Baltimore. Um, but getting my footprint started in Baltimore through them, uh, once I actually launched the business and filed uh, for starting the business, I was looking for an office. And so, of course, like you said, I did a lot of work in D.C., so I looked at property in D.C., and I looked at Baltimore, and it just didn't make any sense. Like, where I lived, I was literally 20 minutes both directions, but for the cost of, you know, one right. thing in D.C. Yeah. would be like a closet for yeah, an office. Exactly. And then in Baltimore, it's like I got an upstairs, downstairs, and, you know, all kind yeah. of stuff going on. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, yeah. you know, plan our roots and um and Baltimore, and also because the, the program helped me get started, it connected me with so many resources in Baltimore through like banks and other women businesses. And my goodness, I was doing construction out. I know. <laughs> well, we're in the city, yeah. so take it as net sound. Oh, that's it's like outside. a car or something outside. Uh, okay. Well, uh, hopefully the listeners will understand. We right. are at Howard <laughs> University, and we are in uh, the thick of, where are we? North, 
No. Yeah, we're on the Northwest. main street. Yeah. So uh, please deal with the city noise a little yeah, bit. But um, natural sound. But yeah, so um, that's what brought me to Baltimore, and um, Baltimore received me well. Um, it's one of those things about you know. I, I got my start in Philadelphia, but I didn't boom in Philadelphia. It was when I got somewhere else. You know, a lot of the demographic, the urban setting, the low-income housing mm-hmm. and schools and all of that kind of stuff, they really saw the need and saw what I was offering as a great solution outlet um, for, for young people. And they took it and, like, it just, I, I stayed where the money was, to be right. honest. I'm like, this is doing well here. This is what it what it's gonna be, but I will say I did do quite a few uh, contracts in Philadelphia as well. We offered our program um, in partnership with Temple University um, and a few other schools in the mm-hmm. Philadelphia area. But Baltimore is really where we were most well received. That's good. Um, I definitely think that Baltimore needs something like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I just I really I really love it. I really like what you're doing with that so you. you referred to your love for writing which was I guess your first love mm-hmm. um and you were doing you wanted to be a speech writer and things like that and then you went to script writing mm-hmm. and things like that. And you still write to mm-hmm. this day so uh I was doing my research and I saw the book mm-hmm. that you wrote you wrote two books one is a children's book and the other one was um a short book that you wrote about a business mm-hmm. so um I look. I tried to get the book. I told you I tried to get the book on on Kindle, but it wasn't. It was just letting me get the sample. Mm-hmm. It was, I was trying to read the whole thing. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, the name of the book is Eleven Lessons Learned in Eleven Years in Business." Yes. So um, we don't have time to go through all eleven. Clearly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, could you give me maybe like top three of yes. lessons that you've learned in your time in business? Yeah. So I started Root Ranch in two thousand six. So this year we're actually twelve years in business. Um, and I really have been trying to think of a really cool branding strategy that I'm still going to do before the year is out. For the 12 years? For the 12 years. And honestly, the one thing that keeps ringing in my mind, we've all seen 12 years of slave, and I'm like, 12 (laughs) years of root branch. (laughs) But it's not a negative thing, but that's just, it really speaks volume to the Mm -hmm. truth of what entrepreneurship is like, you know. Um, and I like it. I mean, I I, I just do. I'm like, maybe I'll play up the the 12 years of root branch. Uh, before before you get to the the, the tips, mm-hmm. the name Root Branch. Ask about your name. Where mm-hmm. did the name Root Branch come from? Okay, that's a great question. So Root Branch is a real place. Um, oh. Root Branch Road is in South Carolina. Um, it's my family's property. So my grandparents were from the South, the South Carolina. And um, I mean, I don't have to give you a history lesson, but. Um, African-American families in the South, mm-hmm. they've inherited land or mm-hmm. acquired land. And a part of that, they keep the land in the family right. and they pass it on and pass it on. So I have quite a few lineages of land in the South because um, my last name is Pettigrew. So on my father's side, um, all of the Pettigrews, we have homes and us in land space on Pettigrew lane oh okay and so wow. a pedigree road Pettigrew, i think it's pedigree way pedigree road um but then uh on my mother's mother's side is where root branch is and then on my mother's father's side we also have land um called marshland marshland lane but anyway root branch road is a real place um it's my mother's mother so my great grandmother's mm-hmm. 
yeah. my grandmother's, grandmother's. Um, family side. Um, and so my mom's siblings, they own homes and stuff all along Route Ranch Road. And when I was coming up with a name for the company, I contacted the elders of the family to ask their permission if they thought mm. it would be okay, you know, and they were like, yeah, sure. And here it is, like I said, 11, 12 years later, and it's a really successful business. And they're like, oh, my God, you put Root Ranch on the map, like, literally. So they're very <laughs> proud, and they're really, you know, excited. And I actually have another relative um, on the road who started a seafood business called Root Ranch Seafood. So, oh, wow. yeah, so we be representing. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's a, it's a real place. And it's really interesting because in Baltimore there is a school called Roots and Branches. Oh, and wow. so when people hear my name, they either think that, or because I'm also in media, they think I write for The Roots, which is under Washington Post. Okay. Now, sometimes if that helps me get in, I'm right. like, okay, whatever, well, but no. <laughs> but no, so? we're Root Branch Productions <laughs> and Film Academy. So yeah, okay. that's where the name comes from. Um, but back to the, um, the tips. So uh, I wanted to do something to commemorate 11 years. And I thought it was catchy, you know, 11 lessons learned in 11 years in business. And I jotted down just a few of those um, those those tips that really stuck out with me. And if I was to pick maybe my top three, um, one would be celebrating your wins. Um, that's such a huge tip for an entrepreneur because um, I have a lot of wins, and mm-hmm. and I don't say that boastfully. I just say that because you know we do good work we are acknowledged for it um, we win awards um and there's always something someone's always kind of singing our praise if you will for the work we're doing but we don't do it for form fashion or for fame we just do right. we in the trenches doing do. the you work do do. and yeah. so because i'm so always focused on doing the work right. and not you know taking the time to like stop down you know it's yeah yeah, it's kind of like um you do know you just you know won an award like Mm -hmm. they just gave you uh whatever and so um in these latter years i'm really taking the time now to not treat everything like it's just business as usual you know because it is special it is special that um parents um trust us with their kids it is special that we won that contract over somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. because it is competitive. You know, you don't want to get to a point where it's just so what is expected that, you know, it, it's kind of like I said, business as usual. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Um, I just recently was doing that. Sometimes I, I have my journal here. I write my journal. Mm-hmm. Not every day, but mm-hmm. close to every day. And, um, it was just one of those days where it's just like, you know, you, you didn't really do nothing. It's just like, man, today was just. <laughs> and um, I just had to write down, well, what did go? What right? what was the win for and today? And I, and I yeah. actually incorporate that into my, my teachings with the children because I want them to think about their highlights and their lowlights of the mm. day. Because if you're able to recognize that you did excel at something today, you know, it can push you a little bit yeah. further. So. Yeah, just really, like I said, taking that time to, um, and, and I mean, again, just when you work in television, it it is a lot of work, but it is glamorous too. And, you know, I get invited to a lot of really 
don't know, high profile things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm telling folks like, yeah, I was at this game with <laughs> President Obama. And they're like, what? You know, and I'm like, but I was working. So it don't really feel like it was all whatever to me. Because I'm just like, I got to get this story, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, that is pretty dope, though, that you were You're like, right. you yeah. should kind of like catch that. You know what I mean? And so I don't always do that because I'm so focused on the the, the duty of the work. Um, but the other, uh, to, to, to counter that, another tip is grieve your losses because um, I don't win every contract, you know, and you want to have like this tough shell and um, kind of like, oh, I'm just going to shake the dust off and keep right. it moving yeah. when really I'm balled up in the corner crying because I'm like, oh my gosh, we did not win. What are we going to do? Like we suck, you know, and then you're like super hard on yourself. Right. So you want to find kind of like a healthy way to still grieve your losses because you do need to re- put respect on that as well because there can only be one winner. Like, you know what right. I mean? So it doesn't mean that it wasn't great. It doesn't mean you weren't good. It doesn't mean you weren't yeah. good. Only one could win. And, mm-hmm. you know, and as, again, somebody who does production, I have to look at it like um, when I'm doing auditions or casting. You know, all these people that come out who are amazing, but you are looking for something in particular. So that job, that position is only going to the one. Right. So um, that's that's another tip that I just really... Um, wanted to let sink in on the on the inside and um and this last one um is innovation because um I actually heard a young person say this um and they heard it from somewhere else but I like to share it and it says it's a quote to be remembered to be remembered you either need to be the first to do something these are the people to remember the mm-hmm. first the best or someone who did it differently. Mm-hmm. So which are you gonna be? The first, the best, or are you gonna be different? Right. And sometimes you look up and you are the first at something. Sometimes you, um, you know, you're just the best. Some people are just naturally gifted and they're the best. Everybody's not gonna be Michael Jordan, you know? Right. But, um, or you can just be different. How could you do this um, differently? And I think what was a win for us as a company we were definitely innovative because, like you said, there aren't a lot of companies that are doing what we do. Right. Um, there are in Baltimore quite a number of youth media um, organizations and programs. However, um, at the time when I came on the scene, no one was working with children as young as we were. Most media programs start high school mm-hmm. and they get you high school ready for college. But we were in the elementary schools talking to third graders, first graders teaching them how to storyboard, creative development, write right. a script and getting them think because, and it, it paid off because now we're in a generation where children are born swiping to the left. Like everybody yes. <laughs> knows how to use a device and so, you know, for me to do a film class with a pre-K four class is crazy, wow. but they get it. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so what that has done for us as a company, it put us in a great position. And so I I look at it as so it's like a, a, a media production pipeline. So I'm getting children from elementary um, age and preparing them to be ready for middle school. Mm-hmm. But we have those relationships now in Baltimore with the Baltimore School for the Arts. So now they handpick our kids 
for their film high school program. Right. We wow. already have the relationships with Micah and Hopkins in their right. film program. So they are already paying attention to a Root Ranch kid because they've been doing this since they were five and right. six. So they're amazing by the time they're in high school making documentaries. They're excellent storytellers. They they know the techniques, they know it. Like it's not even just something that, you know, they kind of picked up in passing. They really are into um, making what we believe meaningful media. So um, that was our innovation. We took a risk and went younger than anyone else. And so um, I can saturate that market because although there are other programs, they're in the high school. I'm not interested in the high school. Right. So. Wow. So uh, make sure I go back because I like to just retain the information because this is for me too. Okay. <laughs> uh, you said make sure you celebrate your wins. Mm-hmm grieve your losses because mm-hmm. you can't not everyone can win all the time mm-hmm. and to be innovative mm-hmm. the first the first best. the best or be different mm-hmm. i was gonna say the first the last <laughs> i just gave my i don't know what i was stuck in my head the first the best or be different man that's so good i can okay i'm gonna have to write that down after mm-hmm. but um what are your goals for uh the academy in the in the future i mean we all you're doing very well now, but I'm sure that you also have aspirations that you absolutely. Have, so. um, one of my greatest joys, and this just really came about very recently. I have a nephew. Um, he's actually staying with me right now because he's interning with me. His name is Daquan Pettigrew, um, and I really wasn't following him too much when he was in college, but he goes to Indiana University in Pennsylvania, mm. IUP. And he was studying mass comm. And I'm like, wait a minute, all this time you were studying the same thing that I do? (laughs) And I never really, really knew that. Every now and again, he'll ask me a production question Mm -hmm. or whatever, but he's such an amazing scholar when it comes to schoolwork. So he did his own thing. And now that he's a senior or, you know, has come out of school, he's like, hey, auntie, can I um, intern with you this summer? And so we're right now in the process of, well, in the middle of his internship, it's an eight-week internship. And that has just really blessed my heart because, again, I named Branch after family property. And so to know that I'm now training and grooming my nephew to, you know, possibly carry on the business of the family um, and the legacy of that, you know, is really exciting. So he's been with me shadowing for the past three weeks now and um, really learning a lot about what we do with the kids and with camp. And, and it's really helping him grow as well because he's young himself. So he can relate to a lot of the like the things right, the yeah, kids yeah, do, yeah. The, the video games they're talking about, the dances that they're doing. So he doesn't, in one regard, he he seems removed, but he doesn't. So um, this is helping him to see himself in a leadership capacity and in an entrepreneur mindset because many people, when they go to college, you're groomed to get a job. Right. But this is grooming him to carry on family legacy. So. I mean, that would be my ideal goal to be able to get the company to a point that is in a, a stable enough place that he can carry the torch mm-hmm. forward and I can go on vacation <laughs> and just be fabulous writing right. in the Hamptons. <laughs> That's what I would like to be doing. But I do believe I'll always um, be doing something in some capacity, whether it's you know um, bidding on contracts or um, I do a lot of guest speaking and you know that more of that kind of stuff but um, I genuinely and truly like love filmmaking I love being able to tell a great story Um, I am right now applying for 
this uh, women's cinematography uh, program at AFI in Los Angeles. So I'm hoping that I will get in yes. um, because although I know many of the skills with writing and producing, um, I've never actually held the true title of a cinematographer. I can shoot and I'm self-taught in a lot of ways, but um, I'm really interested in connecting with these other women cinematographers mm -hmm. and learning the craft and and really just getting behind the trigger and pulling it myself and really really doing it so that's that's one of my um goals and aspirations right now that's good um what would you tell a young aspiring or budding blank so that could be anything it could be a filmmaker uh engineer mm -hmm. um a YouTuber, even though it's kind of filmmaking, mm -hmm. um, athlete. What would you tell a young, budding, or aspiring blank? Okay. Well, as an author, I um, do book signings. And one of the inscriptions that I, I sign in books to inspire other people is that chances are for taking. Take a chance on yourself. So just do it like do it. Yeah, yeah like really take a chance on yourself like because you'll give everything else a try you'll trust your boss you'll trust your this you'll trust your that but trust your god-given gift you know what i mean and mm -hmm. just really you know if you ever gamble and they say bet on black you know what i mean like you need to bet on black right. you black bet on black and um you know it's really rewarding because no one is going to have more faith in you than you could have for yourself you know so um, yeah, take a chance. Um, if you had a scrapbook, or let's say we had a scrapbook, and um, each scrapbook has a page dedicated to a person oh. and um, in the world. So this is a huge scrapbook. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess before you know, everybody's time on earth is limited. You're mm -hmm. not going to be here forever. But each person has one thing that they could say that the world can see in their page on the scrapbook, what would you have on your page? I have, in my opinion, tried to coin this hashtag. <laughs> so my, I would just, I think, put that hashtag meaningful media. Mm, okay. And, um, and people that follow me and follow my posts, they understand how many different ways I use it and how I use it as it relates to different things. Um, but as a media person, you know, you have a social responsibility on what you put out into the world. Um, and we don't always honor that, you know. I mean, we, we let anything go raw live, yeah. you know, and that's that's not mindful of, because you're not taking into consider consideration of who the viewer could be, whether it's a baby, a child, or whatever. So, um, but also, when I think meaningful media as it relates to what we do, young people of color are depicted a certain way in the media. And my goal is to, to help young people understand what power they have as a consumer of media, but then to move from being a consumer to a content creator. Mm -hmm. So our slogan for the company is from watching TV to making TV because I get it. I'm like, if, if you guys could watch YouTube and you could be right here on whatever it is, whatever your device is like this all day, all day, what if they were watching your stuff, though? You know right. what I mean? Like, don't be an end user, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so to move them from that mom speed, 
you know, um, and, and to know that whatever it is that you are making, make it meaningful because not only are you creating content, you're also creating the way the world sees you, views you, you know, literally. You write your own narrative. You write your own narrative. Yeah. Um, you said you had a, a video in, a, in TV shows and things, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give you time to plug everything. <laughs> what a folly, where they can find you, yes. your content, your personal stuff if you want, all okay. that. So, yeah, we're um, keeping it simple. We're Root Branch Film, like a tree, R-O-O-T-B-R-A-N-C-H, film, F-I-L-M, Root Branch Film on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I am on LinkedIn um, and Facebook under my first and last name, Bonnie Pettigrew. Um, And definitely you can check out The Avenue, which is the theme talk show on charmtv.tv, hashtag charmtv. Ab-A-V-E. Okay, yeah. and I'll put that um, in the show notes so that they could just click on the links too Very cool. um, when they look at the stuff. So. Very cool. Cool. I enjoyed it. Thank you for being this on the show fun. on this Thank episode you. of the Muse Report. Um, hopefully, we could call, talk in the future and, and get some things together. Um, I'll be graduating from school next year, so hey. yeah. What's up? All right, that's a wrap. Thank you. All right, there we go. That was this week's episode with Ms. Vanya Pettigrew. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. The things that she's doing uh, with her company and academy is just absolutely outstanding. I congratulate her on all the accomplishments they've had already and the ones that they are definitely going to have in the future. I hope you learned something, uh, took something away. There were lots of good nuggets in there that I soaked up and I had to write them down after uh, I got home in my journal. So I hope you were doing the same thing. Write these things down so that you can start applying them as soon as the show is over um, and get something new every week. Get, thanks, guys, for tuning in um, on this week. Uh, I have another special guest up for you next week. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. So stay tuned. Um, and thank you for tuning in and keep making your muse a reality every day. I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.